Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Greetings to another episode, number 432. That's right, that's a lot of episodes. And what's going on in this episode? Well, I want to talk about Sports Illustrated, the formerly revered sports magazine, sports publication. Do they have a website? You know, I don't even know if they have a website. I've not really thought about Sports Illustrated for years and years and years. You know, as a kid, liking sports, I mean, I didn't love sports. I liked sports a little bit. Like, Sports Illustrated was the magazine. It had, you know, the articles, the information. The, like, it was the sports magazine. And, of course, that was a long time ago where magazines were more popular. They are not anymore. But Sports Illustrated laid off the entire staff last week. All of them. Which begs the question, how do they plan to put out... Uh, do they still have a magazine? I'm pretty sure the website. I don't know if they still have a magazine. I'm going to assume they do have a magazine. I don't know. But how are they going to how are they going to make more website articles or magazine, assuming they have a magazine, when they've laid off the entire staff? I mean, this magazine has been around for 70 years, and now it's just gone. So what happened? Well, they were sold off in 2019. They were sold again after that. And that's just becoming more and more common where venture capitalists buy a company that does relatively well and want to squeeze out a few more dollars. And when this, when Switzerland is bought out and bought out again, the venture capitalist company that bought them out were like, well, we, we need to cut costs. We need to make, we need to be more profitable. We have shareholders. We have stakeholders. We need to make more money. So we're going to cut costs. Well, the thing is, you can't do more with less. You see this time and again, these companies, they get bought out and you get you know, a, a boss or stakeholders and shareholders that want more money and want you to do more with less. That's just physically not possible. I'm sure there's some science principle, conservation of energy, something, I don't know, that would apply here. And so that's what happened. They got rid of writers, got rid of staff, tried to cut costs, and the magazine got worse. And I don't know, man, like all too often these asset management companies, these venture capitalists, they buy a company and run it into the ground. You know that it's good, it makes money, but it doesn't make enough money, it's not good enough. I mean, what was it? Last year, it came out the number of sports related articles were written by AI and, you know, Plenty more articles were a little more than just clickbait to, you know, create a headline that people would click on just so you could sell more ads, uh, just to make a buck. And to make a buck, it sells out what the entire magazine is. And of course, now they wanted to, you know, to make more profit, so they cut costs. Well, what profit do you make now? They ran the magazine into the ground. The product is destroyed, and it happens often. And it's just, it's wild. You know, you think Sports Illustrated, that'll never go anywhere. People always want information about sports. And people do want information about sports, but they want good information. It's, it's just wild. I'm sure that sports industry could have been profitable. But these companies, stakeholders, shareholders, they want profits to increase year over year. And stuff like this happens where stuff's just running to the ground. It's wild. Uh, it really it really is these capitalists looting a business. I, I don't know. I mean, what do I want to be different? I don't know. Maybe, you know, of course... People that run sports, I don't know who it was. I'm sure there's some some owner sold it, made a bunch of money. Of course, he's going to sell it. Uh, but you know, how do you stop this? Uh, you know, because the whole thing is it's this view for short term profit. You know, let's cut costs now while the money's still rolling in, and we make even more money. And then what? I mean, is it once once the product starts declining, you bail? I don't even know. Um, I don't know. It seems like you just make you do better. By creating a quality product, something people want. But again, you know, your subscription is not going to increase. It's probably more of a baseline. I, I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate when things like this happen, where 
companies when brands just completely go downhill. And I wish I had a good answer for that. But, uh, you know, I think as long as there are asset companies and venture capitalists that are focused on short-term gain, because you're going to have plenty that are, this stuff's going to happen. You know, I know that's the goal to build a brand, just to be able to sell it. Plenty of companies have done that, built up big enough to sell to a larger company, some conglomerate, and stuff gets run in the ground. And that always happened. You know, Blockbuster, they built a huge, built a huge business. And, you know, they, they could have bought Netflix, decided not to, and they ran themselves on the ground. You know, sometimes you don't need any outside intervention. Sometimes you don't need to do more with less. You know, it'd be great if I had some more examples of this. And I don't. But the, exam- the, the anecdote I always think about when something like this happens is you've got a you know, hole-in-the-wall burger joint. It makes the best burgers in town. And a businessman comes in and talks to the owner. You know, it's like a little one-man shop. It's like, look, I want to buy your business. You make great burgers. you got a great product. People love it. I want to buy your business. I'm going to give you tons of money. I'm not going to change a thing. And so there's like, well, it sounds great. I want bunches of money. Who doesn't want bunches of money? And soon after the burger place is bought, this corporate guy says, look, we need, we need to see increased profits. We need to cut back. We need to get cheaper hamburger buns. And, of course, the owner is no longer an owner. He's just an employee, so he has to go along with it. And so they buy cheaper buns. And then this corporate guy says, we need we need more profit. We just, we're not making enough. You know, Our shareholders want to see year-over-year increase. We need to get lesser quality condiments. You know, We need to cut back on the – we need to get lesser quality lettuce and tomatoes. And, you know, all right, let's cut back. Let's put less – Ketchup and mustard and mayo on the burgers. Let's just let's do a bit less. That way we can save on product and be a little bit more profitable. And then that's not good enough. And that corporate guy says, you know what? We need to. We just need to get cheaper hamburgers. And what happens at that point? You have a hamburger that's no good, that people no longer want. And this burger joint that was great, doing solid business, consistent business, in this desire to have year-over-year profits for short-term gain. Now, so nobody wants it. And then what? You know, these corporate guys, they just they just dump it because it's no good anymore. I don't know. And I can't help but think it's related to all the fraud in academics we're seeing. And, you know, maybe it just comes down to people are greedy and they want to get theirs and they don't care about anything else. Maybe we're just too focused on short term. But we've seen a lot of professors under investigation for fraud in academics. Professors paying to put their name on a research paper, you know, skewing well, let's be honest, lying and altering results to get the desired outcome for research studies. Because these are tied to grants. They want tenure, and you need to be on so many published papers to get tenure. You know, you need to make a name for yourself. And so it's purely a monetary gain, certainly. And, you know, you want the results of your experiments to go the way you want for grants. And now you just have all, all these papers that are under investigation. And, you know, of course, peer review, you know, these a lot of these articles are submitted to peer review magazines, well, nobody peer reviews anything because it's you don't get any money for reviewing somebody else's work. You get money for this new experiment that nobody's ever done before. It's never seen before. They can have groundbreaking results. Like, that's what people want. Well, when you want to do these groundbreaking experiments, you need groundbreaking results. So, you know, you, maybe you change the number here and there, and it just it propagates and it gets bigger. And, you know, it's that short-term gain. You think, well, if I can just, if I can, if I can just get this one experiment done – and have it go my way. Well, I'm not going to cheat on it again. I just need to get this one done. You know, when you do it once, you've broken the seal. And you do it again. I, I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, that's just kind of the world we're in where short-term gain. Well, that's all I had to say today. I just, those two things are rolling around my head. And, you know, Sports Illustrated, I got the magazine as a kid, probably like 
in the 90s, late 90s. I mean, I remember like their covers on the Maguire Sosa race. You know, they were wearing togas. Like it was just groundbreaking stuff. You know, like everybody was interested in it. I don't know if they do a swimsuit edition anymore. That used to be a big deal. I mean, truth be told, I was more interested in the sports stories. Now, I read all kinds of sports stories that I would never have normally read. I like baseball. I really didn't care about any other sports. But back then, sports was traded. Even the sports I didn't care about. Those were good articles. They were intriguing. I mean, I'd read that thing cover to cover. Stuff I didn't even care about. Uh, apparently, that's not the case anymore. Apparently, that doesn't happen. But that is the times we live in. Well, anyway, enough of that uplifting story. I'll talk to you next week, and you can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. <laughs>